This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and thank you for joining us for this month's Blue Convictions podcast. Amundi has just published the latest edition of Global Investment Views entitled The Big Shock, The Big Hope, The Big Illusions. Well, after a year like no other in living memory, let's find out what 2021 might have in store and examine when, or indeed if, the old normal will return. Well, as ever, I'm joined by Monica Defend, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Welcome to you, Monica. What a year it's been. Yes, indeed, we are eventually at the end of it, so it's time to take a small sigh of relief, I would say. Okay, and Monica, as we turn the page on 2020, can you start by telling us what your main takeaways are from this unprecedented year? Yes, I mean, uh, hi to uh, everyone. Uh, I would like to thank you for listening uh, to us uh, throughout this uh, unprecedented year, uh, as you said. Um, If I have to wrap uh, the takeaways uh, that uh, we have on our side, first of all, the market reactions. Uh, Market reaction, in particular, risky uh, asset performance uh, has been really surprising us on the positive side, given what happened on the uh, economic front. Actually, we have been through the deepest recession since the Second World War, and we are aware uh, this is not going uh, to reverse, but uh, markets uh, gave us uh, really some uh, good time of, of breath. And this uh, is, uh, I think, really related to the cemented and monumental impulse that uh, we have been uh, receiving from the monetary authorities and the fiscal policy. So uh, we really acknowledge how a solid partnership globally uh, has been building up, keeping the economic system alive. And the appointment of Janet Yellen at the U.S. Treasury, for example, is really cementing this, uh, this view with the central banks that are monetizing the debt that has been uh, created throughout uh, the year. Another takeaway uh, that we do have is that uh, the recovery path is being led by by China that is leading the way out of the crisis as the only big economy that fully recovered in 2020 with this uh, V-shaped recovery throughout the year. We've been uh, enjoying a lot of letters being used uh, in order to address uh, the kind of economic path uh, regions and countries uh, would have performed. Uh, We expect this to be a multi-year recovery with different uh, speed and really countries uh, following in in a sequencing. A very important uh, uh, key takeaway that we do have is on the political front and in particular as far as the Eurozone is is, related, we discover that the EU is uh, politically more united than uh, it was before the COVID. Uh, If I think to the next generation uh, plan agreement that has been signed off uh, in uh, in July. And we also acknowledge that uh, in the EU, fiscal discipline 
can be freezed for a while in light of economic uh, relief. Um, we learned that smart working is more than, uh, than an option. It has been um, with confinement, actually, uh, the, the, the reality. And in light of this, we are seeing economies progressively transforming to more digital first and possibly uh, more green uh, later, later on. So those are, for me, uh, the major key takeaways I would flag. Thanks, Monica. And looking ahead now to 2021, can you talk us through the main macroeconomic themes that will shape the year to come? Yes, the, I, I think that uh, um, the most important uh, and the fear rouge uh, for the narrative throughout uh, 2021 will be uh, related to the to the vaccine, uh, which is uh, really uh, the uh, the pillar around which we have been building our central and and alternative uh, scenarios. There are four macroeconomic themes that uh, uh, that we see uh, moving into 2021 they are obviously uh, related one to the the other the first one is the unprecedented collapse followed by an uneven recovery uh, this will help in the uh, fine tuning of risk on risk of um, stance of the uh, of the of the investors um, this will lead also the transition from pandemic winners to uh, laggard in the in the recovery uh, at a time where the um, hopefully with the with the vaccine distribution economies might uh, normalize. Um, we are going to see a more balanced globalization. Actually, as we often mention throughout the year, the COVID nineteen exacerbated something something that was. Um, confined in the political uh, sphere that refers to a rebalancing of the internal and external uh, engines in the uh, in the economies and in that side for example we can allocate uh, uh, the new trade agreement that has been signed in Asia that is really um, uh, shaping North Asia uh, as an area where uh, we will see a more cohesive uh, trade uh, trade stance. Um, there will be big divergences uh, across uh, across uh, countries and uh, and regions that uh, will lead to. Uh, different growth uh, engine and commodities, uh, uh, for example, is part uh, of this story. And this is why, uh, for example, we are seeing uh, not only North Asia, but also some uh, countries uh, in Latin America, think about Brazil or Russia, uh, for example, that are uh, playing out this uh, return to uh, normalization. And last but not least, uh, the, the policy mix the monumental policy mix that uh, we've seen with fiscal uh, policy focusing on sectors in order um, not only to give relief, because this is what they've been doing throughout the 2020, but moving into boosting and accelerating uh, the uh, sectors that have been paying the toll uh, throughout uh, 20, uh, 2020. 
and um, and then uh, we are seeing debt that has been uh, accumulating further, and this will lead uh, the story together with the uh, unconventionally unconventional monetary policy that is here to stay for longer, to stabilize uh, the financial market and to preserve easy financing and financial condition, and that will uh, eventually lead to a low growth, low inflation uh, environment uh, moving forward. And you see those uh, four macro themes uh, are really nested one to the other, and uh, it will be in the ability uh, of the investors uh, to catch which uh, will be uh, the one uh, that uh, will be uh, more appropriate uh, to um, to position uh, for, given that uh, we expect to be quite agile throughout 2021. And so what would you say are the main risks that investors could face in 2021? I would definitely start uh, with the new virus waves uh, or changes in in the virus as uh, we are seeing uh, these uh, these days uh, during um, during the, the last weeks uh, of of December we might uh, face some vaccine issue that might protract the economic uh, downturn this as a risk might trigger some financial uh, instability uh, at a time where uh, some sectors think about the financial sector the banking sector uh, that proved to be uh, quite immune uh, from the uh, from the crisis uh, during 20, 2020 so solvency and solvability will remain in uh, in our uh, in our radar uh, we cannot avoid to mention the execution risk on the uh, fiscal implementations and all the uh, structural reforms that are in the pipeline uh, in the in the various uh, countries. We might also have some policy mistakes, in particular on the uh, central bank's uh, side. It is true that they really committed, um, and this is true for the Federal Reserve as well, for the ECB to protract further uh, their uh, unconventional monetary uh, policy, just because they realize that uh, we won't be back uh, anytime soon to the situation before uh, the, the the crisis. But uh, you know they will have to uh, temper the various uh, pressure they might uh, uh, envisage at a time where um, economic momentum uh, can uh, can gather uh, some uh, some further speed. But the market needs to be uh, stabilized. So they really be. I need to be uh, quite uh, brave in fine-tuning the uh, accommodation while political uh, pressure uh, might push them uh, to... Um to be less uh, less so, and as investors specifically, uh, we think that the key risk today in the market is the consensus itself. So uh, we are all positioned for low growth, uh, low inflation, uh, low rates. Uh, the market, uh, my surprise, as uh, with more rapid inflation pick up than uh, than expected. Um, then with this uh, um, paramount uh, negative yielding debt, there is really this. A frenetic search for uh, for yield and level associated uh, of uh, of risk uh, that you know they really do not have to encourage uh, um, investors uh, to uh, lower the quality of the names they're going to select in their portfolios. So lack of selectivity and crowded trades is something that eventually might pose a risk. 
And Monica, what are Amundi's investment convictions given the environment that you've described? It really depends on the on the on the portfolio uh, that uh, we we are considering and the uh, the risk uh, risk profile. But broadly speaking, uh, we would like to be very disciplined in the way we build uh, our portfolio, so that we're going to considering govis for liquidity uh, purposes, maintaining a balanced duration uh, exposure. Uh, we're going to position for the recovery on the real opening economies uh, that sees emerging market uh, leading China, North Asia uh, are in into this uh, this pocket, but more thematic uh, might uh, take place when we see pent up uh, demand uh, coming back uh, when a vaccine will be uh, available. Um, getting a tilt uh, towards uh, cyclicality and and value. This is uh, true in emerging market, but primarily in the developed market. Uh, needs uh, to look for additional sources of uh, uh, diversification with uncorrelated uh, investment strategies. I'm thinking about absolute return strategies, gold, volatility strategies, uh, the kind, you know, the stop and go uh, linked to the uh, vaccine uh, news flows. And uh, last but not least, uh, we need to keep uh, edges in place uh, to safeguard our exposure to uh, risk asset, namely credit and uh, and equities, this might uh, take the form of derivatives or simply uh, the, the FX uh, in the, uh, I'm thinking about uh, the Japanese uh, yen, the US dollar or the uh, U- US uh, treasury. We also believe that gold will continue uh, to act uh, as a strong hedge in the current environment. And lastly, Monica, are there any changes in your asset class views that might be worth mentioning? I think that we are really continuing the, the narrative we started to be positioned for in uh, in September with dif- different emphasis, meaning size and, and timing. And I'm referring to the rotation uh, towards uh, cyclical and uh, and quality. Uh, overall, the outlook is uh, is positive. In particular, if uh, we prove to be uh, fast in the uh, distribution of a safe uh, vaccine, but the road to the recovery will be uh, will be likely bumpy. So be prepared, fasten your seatbelt, and watch out for all the opportunities that might display throughout 2021. Okay, Monica Defend, Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tom, and thank you all. And thanks to you for listening. We hope to have you with us again soon for another Blue Convictions podcast. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.